There is a place beyond hurt, beyond fear, beyond distraction. There is a place you get to when you know you just need to do better. There is a place where the excuses don't work, where the judgments don't matter, where how you feel don't matter. See, everybody want to look good. Looking good is easy. Looking good is simple. You don't got to do nothing to look good. But do you have the courage to actually be good? Do you have the fight in you to actually be good? Be good right now. Good. All right, so let me just get right into it because we all thinking it, we all talking about it, we all watching it on social media. We are, some of us are participating in it. This country is going through a change. We are literally watching a transformation of an entire civilization. It's funny to watch because I'll say this. It's funny um, when other people start to feel or start to understand or start to see what you've been trying to tell them for the longest time. It's almost like, you know, that I told you so feeling you get that feeling when like a person with kind of more authority than you. You be trying to tell them something and they just don't listen to what you have to say, like telling your parent they was wrong, kind of kind of like telling a, a teacher that they got the answer wrong on the chalkboard or the whatever kind of board y'all use nowadays. I'm telling my age with that. Right. It's, it's almost like. Knowing. That something was real, knowing that you weren't crazy. And now you get the satisfaction of being right. But the thing about it in this instance is being right came at the sacrifice of so many lives. Being right is being right about people dying. Being right is about knowing that there are going to be more casualties, more people injured, more property damage more things that we don't really want to see nobody wants to see violence not a sane person nobody wants to see destruction not a sane person nobody wants to see people's lives taken or people hurt on either side of the of the uh issue but what we won't do is continue to be dehumanized what we won't do is continue to live in fear that we can't go jogging or we can't walk down the middle of the street or we can't be poor. See, what the crazy thing about the system is, is it makes being poor an illegality. If we look at things like the jail system in this country, you were literally punished for not having enough money to bail yourself out, not being in a financial situation to bail yourself out. And if we look at what's going what has gone on at the beginning of this um, pandemic, the statistics were going around that the average American family would have difficulty 
mustering up a thousand dollars if something were to go wrong like that that's the average american family that's not the lowest bracket that's not the people that are in cycles of 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 urban poverty that is the average american people are tired of being punished for things that they can't really look and, and and not to say that your financial situation is not your responsibility sometimes people just mess up their money we we and this is the thing about where i come from in a lot of a lot of times that i talk where i come from is if it's true it's going to be true you can't manicure truth to fit the patina or fit the the fit the color of where you want to place it in the room truth has to be truth no matter who's saying it no matter who's receiving it no matter who feels offended by it no matter who feels vindicated by it no matter who feels vilified by it no matter who feels empowered by it no matter who feels strengthened by it Everyone should feel strengthened by it, but some people will feel weakened by it because they don't accept it as truth. They allow themselves to sit and wade in the in the discomfort of themselves not growing. So when it comes to poverty, yeah, there's some people that are not as financially responsible as they should be. Hell, I'm not as financially responsible as I should be. But that does not mean that you should be punished, jailed, mistreated, abused because you're poor. And then there are people who are trying all that they can. There are people with two, three jobs. There are people with with, 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 uh, doing everything they can just to make it. Remember that uh, the Chris Rock bit in um, Down to Earth where he said or, or head of state, maybe one of those two, probably in both of them, where you work so much, work two, three jobs just to be broke at the end of the week, just to be broke at the end of the month, just to be broke when all your bills are paid. This is how average Americans are living now. Add that. Add the stress of 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 having to work so hard just to make it, just to feed your family, just to survive add that with the stress of living in a in a state of mental imprisonment a state of fear because you look around it and because of something like your color you afraid to go this place you afraid to go that place or maybe not scared to go certain places but you know in the back of your mind and you could in any any one of us, any of us, you know, any black folk, you know, could tell you that there are certain things that you got to know to do. Any black folk could tell you how bilingual we have to be when going on jobs, when, when talking to certain people. And I think a lot of the time, that's why I think this shift and, and this um, 
these events that are going on are so important because you can see on social media the change happening now that we ain't got we we got all the time in the world you feel me so now people are in a place where they're not doing as much not going as much it's not as as easy to write things off if you at home all day and you gotta listen to people and people are telling you people of color are they might have been telling you all a while but now you have to sit down and actually listen and people are telling you this is what we go through every day i gotta be i can't be myself i have to assimilate not to professionalism because we get it wrong we think that 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 white or caucasian dialect is professionalism that's not professionalism that's white or caucasian dialect i know plenty professional people plenty intelligent people plenty articulate people pretty a lot of a lot of well-read people a lot of powerful impactful people a lot of purpose-driven people that don't have the Caucasian dialect down pat. Does that take away from their effectiveness in the community? Does that take away from their potential to do good, to be good? Of course not. This is a time where we're telling our, our white friends, white associates and, and white uh, social media watchers that they have been too silent. And it hurts. It hurts people who, and it's not about white guilt. Get out of that. Get out of that. Right? I, 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 first of all, white guilt, what it does is it repositions the narrative to focus on white folk. This is not about you. You being vocal in a situation like this, although it's you being vocal, it's not about you. It's about 50, 60, 70 years of doing the same old thing. Generations, right? Experiencing the same old thing. And now when we are in this quote unquote enlightened society for this to still be happening, you gotta use your voice. If you, if you want to be a part of an enlightened society, there is no space for race-based supremacy. And that goes for any color. That goes for any group. That goes for any community. We speak so much about the fear of, of other communities uh, across seas and overseas influencing us and, and taking over uh, our rights. But we are cognitively dissonant as to what certain communities, whether consciously or subconsciously or unconsciously, impose on other communities. Because of your decadent arrogance, you have been able to ignore people of color you've been able to ignore women you have been able to ignore 
so many groups that are less than heard. And it is time. Look, I'm not a fan of intersectionalism, intersectionality, intersectional. Be, I, I, there are battles because what tends to happen, in my opinion, during intersectionality is there are battles that get muddied, get ignored. And it becomes this whole thing of assimilation. It becomes this whole thing of in order to have a place at the table, I got to be like you. I got to walk like you. I got to talk like you. I got to act like you. Though I can't change my skin color, I have to change everything else about myself to look as much like you as possible. That's why a lot of our community leaders uh, in, in the black community now are throwing off the expectation that you have to wear a certain type of suit or wear a suit to be effective. What does that have? What is and, and that's what we have to get over in general, in, in, in general life. We have to get over this idea that what matters is on the surface about 95% of the time surface things surface matters surface appearances surface words surface relationships surface actions matter absolutely nothing after a certain point after you get over it's like it's like being in a relationship with someone right after you get over the surface of them after yeah they pretty or yeah they whatever they've got the body or after you get used to that what is there to anchor you so when it comes to activism when it comes to people in corporate america when it comes to people on your street you cannot judge by the surface and i know it's hard because we're humans right i know it's hard because we are visual creatures we we our our we pin our safety and we pin our fears and we pin our emotions and we pin a lot of who we are based on people's appearances based on situational appearances based on how something looks but if you've ever looked at a house if you ever flipped the house or if you've ever been involved in real estate in any way, shape or form, you know that how a house looks now has nothing to do with its potential. How a house looks on the outside, the facade of a house has nothing to do with how the foundation is. You could have the strongest foundation, but you could have some weak, a weak facade. You could have a muddy, a dirty facade. You could have an unkempt facade, but if you go in and you change the facade, the facade can be changed. The outside of a house can be changed. You could mow the lawn. You could put up a new gate. You could put up new doors. You could put up new windows. You could paint. You could do all that stuff to change the facade. But if the foundation is flawed, that's what matters. See, a lot of times in this country, we, we focus on the surface of it all. We're so 
look based and we're so voyeuristic in what we do. We're always watching and we're always looking and, and we want things to seem nice. We want to look good instead of being good. Yeah, we want to look like we got it all together. We want to put forth this, this imagery of the American dream. The gold in the streets and the 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 uh the b-roll of of the skyline in new york and the rolling hills of of uh the rural america and then you get the pictures of the diverse people smiling and waving to the camera you know what i've always realized when you actually get to the place and maybe i'm just a bad traveler <laughs> but when you actually get to a place it is never like the brochure when you actually get to a place, it is never as cool as they make it seem on on uh, the um, what, what do they call that thing? The, the visitors section. I forget what the actual name is, but you know what I'm talking about. The travel and that's what we do in this country. We we make it look good instead of being good. How many times have you? Been in a situation, been in a, let's say you at the mall or at a restaurant and everything looks fine on the surface and then you have, it just, you just have an interaction that just doesn't feel right. And you start to feel like you question yourself. You start to feel crazy. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna talk. I was just watching the the episode. Um, I don't know when you gonna watch this, but the episode of Insecure. If you watch the show, where um, where Molly goes on vacation with uh, her with Andy's Andrew's uh, brother and and Andrew's sister-in-law. And how on the surface things might seem so pristine and so nice and and on the surface things might seem like people just doing your job and you don't know you start to feel crazy because people start to kind of I guess they call it gaslighting I guess that's what it is when they say oh you're not feeling you're not really feeling that you didn't really see that that didn't really happen you were you were incorrect in how you feel or how you assess the situation. But some people have the comfort of just operating on a surface level. Some people have the the the, the pleasure, the luxury of seeing everything on the surface because they never have to be depthy. See, when everything is taken care of for you and everything is handed to you, you never know the process that it takes to get it to your hand. If you always have your dinner cooked for you, you don't see all of the, 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 the work that goes into preparing it. If you always eat out at restaurants, you never know what it takes to get that, that meal to your table. And this goes way back beyond the, the kitchen. It goes into the farm. 
who who's planting those those uh, seeds? Who's raising those animals? Until you realize how deep it goes, you always operate on the surface. We have to get out of being a surface operating society. See, and that's the reason why we are able to write people off and write uh, protesters off and write revolutionaries off because we see what's going on on a surface level. We see up, you're burning your city, you're burning your town, you're burning your area. There are these businesses that are being burned. So you're a thug, you're a criminal, you're wrong. But we never dig deeper on the other side we have people who are like oh my goodness this cop kill a cop arrest a cop but we never go deeper we never go deeper into why this behavior is allowed and continues to happen case by case city by city state by state Jurisdiction by jurisdiction, why it keeps on happening. What goes on in the mentality of the officer who thinks they could get away with this? What goes on in the mentality of the officer who does not like or would rather not be around people of color but still patrols these communities? What goes on in the brain and the mind? of a person who does not value the lives that they are employed to serve and protect. What goes on in the culture, in the police culture that says you, you must always stand with your brother officer? As a person who, who who is pretty loyal, I get the idea of standing with family. I get the idea of standing with people that you came up with. I get the idea. It's like watching The Godfather, right? When when uh, Vito is talking and son uh, talking to Salazzo and Sonny tries to uh, interject and, and Vito says, look, never tell anyone outside the family what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I understand that. But sometimes wrong is wrong. Sometimes death is death. And if you are put in a place to serve and protect, if you are put in a place to to uplift the community and keep the community at a certain standard and a certain level see that's why that's the reason your definition of standard and the community's definition of standard is two different things see if you come from an upbringing where black equals lower standard if you were raised by folk who equate black people in the community as dangerous as vile as 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 a lower property value causing entity then you will treat black folk 
and brown folk that you come into contact with the same exact way. And this is up for you, white people, to decide to, to really look inside yourself and ask yourself, go back deeper inside yourself and ask yourself how many times how many times has my parents or grandparents or uncle or auntie or cousin or coworker or friend that I grew up with or person that I look up to said some crazy things about people of color and you just flippantly put it in the back of your head because it didn't directly affect you. They didn't say it around any person of color that you know. They might be talking about people that you don't know, people in this far off uh, land, in the land of hip hop, in the land of where it's not anybody that you know. And you become disassociated with the with the idea and with your with the idea that plants a seed in you. But then when that seed bears fruits and those thoughts manifest into actions and behaviors. You become so uncomfortable by yourself that you build systems of rationalization and you rationalize your sick thinking and you rationalize your sick behaviors and you rationalize your sick treatment of people of color and I call it a sickness because it is it's a disease that you've been infected with and it's gone viral in this country for way too long and the disease that I'm speaking of is white supremacy it is time that we say things without mincing words and without coddling people's feelings and without trying to make people feel comfortable for for the discomfort that they cause so many lives in this country it is time that we call it what it is a sickness a disease a vile vile thing that needs to be gotten rid of once and for all and for all of you people out there that when you say white supremacy when people say white supremacy needs to die you equate that to your whiteness and you equate that to thinking that whiteness must die it shows how deep rooted that thing is in you it shows that your whole identity is based on the idea of your supremacy. Because if your identity was based on something higher, if your identity was based on something outside of white supremacy, you wouldn't have a problem with it being destroyed. You wouldn't have a problem with it going away. You would not have a problem with it being taken off of the face of the earth. But because you know in your heart of hearts that you are benefiting from this and you do not want to give that benefit up that's why you will defend white supremacy that's why we see people defending white supremacy that's why we see people turning a blind eye to police killing people from city to city and always turning uh eye to people who are quote-unquote looting quote-unquote rioting quote-unquote uh damaging property and yeah they might be damaging property but were you listening to us when we were putting it in movies were you listening to us when we were putting it in songs? Because Pac talked about it. Spike Lee, do the right thing, uh, was up for an Academy Award. And, and, and that was 1990, what, 1990, 1989? Before I even got here on this earth that was made. And we still talking about it in 2020. 
Why? See, because we put so much on the looters. We say, oh, these are thugs. These are criminals. And you ain't never call uh, 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 that, that cop a criminal. You have never, ever seen the, 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 the police who treat them, who act like a gang. There's a reason I brought that Godfather reference up because you act like you're, you're, you're a, 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 an organization of criminals that have to stand behind each other and, and enact the, the idea of omerta. And look, there are some good cops. But I'll tell you what. If you a good cop and you don't speak out on the bad cops, you just became a bad cop. Just like if you're a good person and you allow someone to get they, 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 their humanity taken away from them, you're not a good person. And that goes for many different things. If you're a, a quote unquote good person and you allow women to be called out of their, their name and uh, mistreated and raped and, and sexually trafficked and you can see that and watch that and take that uh, flippantly, you are not a good person. You are not a good person if you can see atrocities happening to poor people all throughout this country while the rich lay back and, 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 and indulge in their decadence. If you see a, a poor person being mistreated, regardless what color, race, gender, community they come from, if you can sit back and, and, and watch a poor person be mistreated and have the utilities to help them and you don't, you are not a good person. And look, it's hard to be a good person. It's hard to be a person that stands up for people because it takes it takes everything out of who you are. It takes it takes not being selfish and it is hard not to be selfish. Look up the term altruism. It's hard to, to think of doing something for a non-selfish reason. A lot of times I say that we are who we are most of all when no one's watching. That's when the real us comes out. When 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 the world isn't, when it's not on Instagram and nobody could like it, nobody could see it, nobody could send you an emoji to validate what you're doing, right? When it's not gonna be provocative, when it's not gonna rile up any feelings, when you're not gonna get patted on the, 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 the back for it or get scolded for it or get any attention for it. Who you are when you are alone at night and nobody's watching, that's who you really are. It's like going on a diet. You see people with the with the, you know, selfies taking selfies of their diet and and going all around and and, and showing for validation. But if you sneak at, at in in the fridge late at night and you still eating like a an undietary person, all of that is for naught. We are who we are when nobody's watching. And in conjunction with that, when it comes to our white friends being friends and being allies and being co-conspirators and being people who are genuinely on our side, they are who they are when we're not around. And this is the crazy thing, because 
we'll never be there to validate it. We'll never be there to verify it. We'll never be there to to confirm who they are. But white people, you will. You yourselves will. And listen, it sounds like uh, the world or, or the, the society is really hammering in to white folk right now. And I'm not trying to excuse anybody because, look, we've been hammering in for a long time. But the society needs to, in order for white supremacy to really go away, white people have to want it to go away. That is it. In order for white supremacy to to really be unlocked and and really be not unlocked but locked rather and thrown away white folk are going to have to unlo- have to lock it see because black folk would if we had the power to, to throw away white supremacy if brown folk had the power to throw away white supremacy we would have been did it we would have been did it but it's the fact that a lot of things are going to have to change infrastructure wise systematically to rid the country of white supremacy and it's not again it's not about ridding the country of white folk that's not what getting rid of white supremacy is it's about it's literally we we say we we hold the, the capitalism flag up right we hold the capitalist capitalism flag up right so when it comes to capitalism you go on you open you operate on a free market right but the market has not been free with things like redlining with things like uh, 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 taking investments out of the community with things like taking dollars and, and funding away from schools and certain communities right taking after school programs and taking programs of interest taking uh, um, mentorship programs out of the community and yeah we can do this ourselves and yeah we can uh raise funds and 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 rally around but if the community is just struggling to survive where are we getting money to beautify where are we getting money to to start after school programs where are we getting um the talent if everybody's working It is up to, it's up to, let me, let me clarify that because I think that's a really good point and that's probably going to be one of my last points. It is not up to white people to save black people. That is never the case. We have to, and we have been saving ourselves. That is not what we're asking for in this instance. That's not what we have ever asked for. What we asked for, what we have asked for, and what we are demanding now is that you take care of your house. You take care of white supremacy. You get rid of that. And when you get rid of white supremacy, see, and this is the thing, the and this is the point that I was trying to make with the uh, capitalism thing. If it's a free market and 
black folk and brown folk are able to join in and, and, and share ideas and come up with great um, community building efforts, this is going to be a really great country. This is going to be a really great, imagine, imagine the, the ingenuity, right? Just think about the ingenuity that black folk and brown folk uh, have been, have been responsible for in this country, right? I always call it the gumbo theory, the gumbo idea, the gumbo uh, uh, spirit, the gumbo attitude, which involves taking little scraps of nothing and making it into something great. How many things have, have uh, urban communities been responsible for taking and making great? Urban communities themselves, we fill with such culture. Look at hip hop. Fact that you don't have no instruments ain't gonna stop you. Fact that you don't have nobody to teach you the instruments ain't gonna stop you. I'm gonna sample these instruments that somebody else playing. Yeah, I might not be able to sing, but I could put these words together. Taking nothing and making it into something. Imagine what would happen if, if, if black folk had the opportunities. They had something to work with and build into something greater. Oh, but see, that's the fear, right? The fear is that of, of the white supremacists is that black and brown folk are going to overtake you. It's like that Chris Rock bit, to bring it back to Chris Rock, it's like that Chris Rock bit um, where he says, Look, I'm, I'm a rich black man and I could go up to a, a poor white person that's, that's suffering from any affliction and they still wouldn't want to trade lives with me. Right? But the person that is not a white supremacist, if you really say you're for country, if you really say you're for country, And you were not a white supremacist. You, you would want people of color to be great. You would want anybody in this country to be great because that's what makes the country great. If you really want to make America great again, you would be empowering everybody. You would be empowering everybody. One person comes up. Imagine if we had. 10, 12 Amazon type, Amazon level companies going on. We have the, 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 the creativity for it, black folk. And, and this is, I, I put this, this, the gear and the focus of this specific talk was more so to white folk, but black folk that does not excuse us. From a lot of things we do, and that's going that's going to be a later talk for sure. That does not excuse us from a lot of things that we do, but for right now, we're focusing on the dismantling of white supremacy, and that unfortunately cannot come from black hands. The riots, the looting, the fires, all of that is coming to raise awareness. To, to, to get attention so that white people can say, all right, it's enough. White supremacy, you've had your time. It's now time to go away. You can do it. Your voice is not too small. 
Your place of occupancy is not too small. Your platform is not too small. You are not too small. You can do it and you can change things for the better. Until next time. No good. See good. Do good. But most importantly, be good. I love you. God bless. Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms, and of course, FindingGoodTimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting. Most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.